We have two focuses this morning. The first one is about how um, adoption and, and, and foster caring, how that has impacted your uh, view of God, how it has impacted your relationship with Him, um, and how the gospel has played a big part of that in your life, in your story. So I don't know which couple wants to go first, but maybe since Matt and Ruth are right next to me, we'll start with you guys. So I don't know who wants to answer that question. Well, we um, learned a lot about um, <laughs> our what we lacked um, and how much we needed to rely on on Jesus as we fostered, um, as we continue to foster. Um, and it's also been a really good image, I think, of the gospel to us, just as we've, um, you know, kind of reflected on Christ's love for us and um, how he took us in as we were orphans and how important that is um, in, our, in our own relationships um, and in relationship to the kids that we have in our home. So. <laughs> Brett and Chrissy? Well, throughout the uh, foster and adoption process, the biggest thing that we learned was that God is in control and it's not us. And that's not always the most comfortable, but uh, it, it's definitely shown us that uh, God has a specific goal and he's going to make it happen, even if it's clear out in left field and you don't see it coming and it kind of gets you where you're supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, you've had a, a very maybe a kind of a different path with, with Caleb and stuff. And so how has that um, maybe really impacted? I know it's not been easy, right? And so I think it's okay. If you're okay, you can, you can be real honest with us and it, it's not all rosy and, and that kind of thing. But how has that really affected? How has the gospel played into that? Um, I don't know if you guys want to talk a little further on that or not. I think adoption... Um Specifically, um, as Ruth said, um, God is a God who pursues us. And so I think, um, you know, it's hard to put into words. Adoption for us, you know, you're stepping to, into a situation, and I think a lot of people look at it as, oh, this is a, a beautiful, wonderful thing. This child gets to have this new family, and that's awesome, but to it, to a child, especially to a 10-year-old child, it's, they're not seeing it as something that's positive all the time. They're seeing the loss that they've experienced because they didn't get to be with their biological family. And to them, then they're processing, <laughs> they're processing, you know, what is wrong with the situation what was wrong with me, what was wrong with my biological family, and, and then that all affects um, moving forward, trying to attach as a new family, and sometimes that's not very pretty in the day-to-day -day stuff. Yeah, and so both of you have, you know, have commented that it's not easy, and so how has that, um, I mean, what are the things that maybe scriptures or um, particular character of God that it's really deepened or you've wrestled with or, or how does that, I don't know if I'm making myself clear on that, but maybe speak to that just a little bit about the gospel, your identity, um, who God is, how that, um, 
how you've wrestled with that, maybe God's silence in, in a lot of these things. I mean, talk to us a little bit about that in both of your situations, if you don't mind. Well, with us, um, it was a lot of just being uh, faithful and being patient. Um, found myself praying a lot of times for wisdom and patience, because um, a lot of times we were, because it, it was, we had our good times and our bad times. Things were difficult. Things were went okay. Um, and so just trying to stay focused on why we were doing this, you know, what God had called us to do. Um, with us, we always felt like, well, we ran out of excuses to why not do it. And so we've been blessed with what we've been given, so why not share that with other people? And just kind of always keeping that as a reminder in the back of your head when things get real tough and real difficult. And just pray for, you know, each, each because we'd tell the kids every time if there was an incident or a bad decision, you know, tomorrow's a new day. You can start over again. And so I always kind of have to remind that to ourselves as well as, you know, God will grant us a new tomorrow. We've got a fresh start. And so since he gave us, you know, mercy and grace, we can give mercy and grace to, you know, um, our biological kids and our, and our um, foster kid. So. Oh, thank you, Matt. Kind of following that, I've definitely seen um, some poor decisions on our adopted child's part, and it hurts because you want what's best for them. And the only thing I can parallel that is God wants what's best for us, and we don't make the right decision all the time, sometimes even most of the time. But when, when we turn our backs on God, that's, that's when he's still there for us. And that's kind of what it's been like some of the time with uh, fostering and adopting because we love Caleb. And he's part of our family. And it hurts when you see decisions being made that, you know, with... 20 or 30, almost 40 years of life experience, you know, aren't going to end well. And, and you want them to make the right decision, but it's not up to us. It's, you know, your decisions are between you and God. And all we can do as parents or foster parents or adoptive parents is try to provide that framework and, and be there to support. But you can definitely see parallels. Well, I can see parallels in my own life where I have not made the choice that I knew God wanted me to. And he still loves me, and I still love Caleb. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks, guys. So we're going to make uh, go to our next focus, and that is talking about, uh, because we want to be a family, uh, multiple different spots in our church, but we want to be a family, and, and we want to be a family here in the venue, and we want to be a family for you guys. Um, sometimes when we talk about, you know, things that are difficult and um, adoption and foster care and that kind of thing, we mean well, but we don't always say the right things, and maybe we'll say some things that are hurtful or whatever, but we really want to come alongside 
um, you guys come alongside those families who are adopting and foster caring and that kind of thing. So when your experience, what would be some things that you would say to us to help us um, come alongside you? What are some things that work? What are some things that didn't work? Um, how can we come alongside best those that are in adoption process, those that have adopted, those that are foster caring? That's a loaded question, but <laughs> who wants to tackle that one first? We felt like um, we had a lot of, uh, not a lot, but we had some families and um, friends that were ahead of us in parenting, and that was really helpful for us just because we're young parents and we hardly ever know what we're doing. And so um, <laughs> to Neither have... Neither do we and we're older, so... <laughs> so to have people that were, I think, not judgmental to us when we would have hard times, we would fail, um, we wouldn't say the right thing, when we would have people that just said, that's part of life, we just move on and we support you and we love you and we love your family. I think that was the best thing for us. Um, and sometimes people would say to us, um, you know, we would, they would know a little bit about <clears throat> a child in our home or whatever and would say stuff like, oh, that kid just really needs a family to love, to love them. And, you know, if they just had a family that really loved them and they knew that, they, you know, we would, I'm sure they would just get better. And I would always have to, like, not <laughs> roll my eyes at that because, no, I mean, a a child in the best of circumstances needs way more than just love. And a child coming from a really hard place needs all kinds of stuff. And so, and it's okay to acknowledge that and to say, you know, can we help you? It, what can we do to help? Or, um, or just to sit and, and say and understand, I know this, this is really challenging for you guys and we just want to be here and, and support you. I think just being realistic in the hard was the best for us. Thank you. What about you guys? Um, yeah, I agree that um, it really helps when people just come alongside you to support and encourage. And like Ruth said, ask what are your needs. Um, you know, I think people can be well-meaning um, when they want to offer advice, but it might not be you know, applicable to the situation because there are so many different variations with fostering and, and adopting and all the dynamics that go with that. Um, I know uh, our support groups at church have been great through um, Brent's Forge and um, my Bible study ladies um, have been great to come alongside us and pray and, and offer support. And our families were just particularly great with... <laughs> you know, getting a call saying, hey, by the way, we're adopting a 10-year-old boy. And they're like, oh, okay. And we go with it. And he's just family. And he just um, melds in. And so that has been great to have that acceptance and, and not have to worry about how, um, you know, things as simple as birthdays or holidays are going to go. So that's been great. Yeah. You want to add, Brett? Go ahead. Yeah, if... Um if you come up to a family that's fostering or adopting or trying to parent and your sentence starts with, how can I help? That's, that's very, very helpful. If your sentence starts with, well, why don't you just, chances are it's probably not going to directly apply. Yeah. That's good. You caught that, you caught that one, right? 
It's very, very good. So talk to us um, as we kind of wrap up this morning. Talk to us about if there's someone out here who's considering adoption or considering um, the foster care route. What one or two things that you would say can help? Um, maybe push them over the edge for that. Um, it's not been easy, but it's also been a blessing. So what would be some good advice, maybe one advice, one piece of advice for those that are just thinking about stepping into that this morning? I know uh, a big concern for ours initially um, was uh, our existing biological children. How is this going to impact them and their lives? And so we, we honestly, we, we tried to go a different adoption route, but God had this in mind for our family. And we'd gotten frustrated and had said, well, God, if you want a child in our home, you're just going to have to put them on our doorstep. And then he made that clear in such a way that <laughs> we felt like it would be disobeying God to uh, turn away at that point. And so here's with this plan where, well, God, this looks nothing like what I had written down. And you don't understand this doesn't match how I think things should go. And I don't think God really necessarily cares about that so but also in that um he also equipped our boys our boys are um nine and almost 11 now um so we have um nine 11 and 11 year old boys um and we've seen how god has has worked in their lives too in ways that we couldn't have anticipated and you know they're um they're thriving in the situation. So I guess I would say not to be afraid or intimidated if you are parenting children already at the impact that it's going to have for them. Because if God brings you to that position where he's going to put another child in your home, he's also going to start equipping you. And, and that involves your kids too. He's going to be working in their lives to um, give you everything that you need. I think a lot of times um, we kind of get scared about getting attached to a child that might not become ours forever, and um, we certainly were concerned about that too. And something that I heard on a podcast or something, I don't know, but um, it talked about how we as adults pursuing this should be in a healthy emotional state. And so it's really not fair to a child that comes from such a dark place to say, I'm, I'm not going to do what I've been called to do because it might hurt me. Um, just because, kind of like what Christy said, um, God gives us everything we need. And, and so I think, I think having that perspective changed a lot for us um, in terms of what we felt like we were able to do and and what we were able to say yes to. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, both of what you shared is a recipe really for not just foster care and adopting, but for just all of our life in general, right? Saying and praying and being listened to the Holy Spirit, and then when God says yes, being obedient to that, and he'll give you what you need in that particular moment. So thank you for sharing. That was awesome. Um, I wish we could talk more, but we are done. So would you just thank... Uh, Brent and Chrissy and Matt and Ruth for, for sharing. And then I'm going to pray here, and then we'll continue. And Heavenly Father, we just thank you for...
um, today. God, thank you for um, this emphasis that we place today on um, the sanctity of human life. Father, just how that touches so many um, different areas, and we focus on a lot of them today, God. So I just pray that you will be with those families who are considering adoption, God, those families who have adopted, um, those who are considering foster caring, those who have, God, those who um, just talked about abortion and, and all of that, Father. So just, I pray, God, that you'll wrap their arm, your arms around them. God, help us as a church family to encourage, to strengthen, um, and God, to really think hard about how we can best come alongside these families, God. Let us truly be led by your spirit, God, and led by a love that we have for you that just flows out to others. And so, God, thank you. We pray these things in Jesus' name.